Hi. I, I sent Dana the link to um, that eagle that was nesting on a rock. They gave him a little baby, and she just text, texted me back, oh my god, daddy. And that was just so much fun. talking about parsing that at the same Welcome back to Manga in Your Ears. Helen and Corey are with me as always. Hello. Hello. Um, and we have our two, actually we have, um, well we have two in a bonus manga this week. Um, all of our manga this week are from the um, online digital platform Atsuki. Uh, yeah, I'm big of um, uh, housekeeping before I uh, g- jump in. Uh, Azuki, uh, we, this is the first time we read anything on here. Uh, well, the first time we read about it and then talked about it on the podcast on here, I should say, the first time I read anything on here. But Azuki is uh, owned by Kirakira Mige, which appears to just be a parent company. The point part is um, three former Crunchyroll software developers, uh, Abbas Jaffrey, Evan Mingto, and then Gaelic Chang. Uh, apologies why I mispronounced any names. There, as well as Kristen Nysis, uh, started uh, Azuki to uh, quote from their website: "Give fans a new, fresh way. Give fans a fresh, new way to access the latest chapters legally and in high quality across all their devices." Uh, they have a se- seven-day trial. Uh, 14, days. Days. Fourteen days. Okay, fourteen-day trial, and then each of the um, or the subscription costs five dollars each. Uh, $5 per month, I should say. Each month, one might say. Uh, they have a bunch of Kagongcha manga at their launch, including some Attack on Titan, Fairy Sale, um, and, and other stuff. And they've since broadened, I believe, to, to other stuff like uh, Hikaru well, and the like. I light. understand Kodansha was putting manga on any service that stayed still long enough to accept it. They've <laughs> kind of gone back on that recently since now they're going to be launching their own thing, K-Manga, in like another month so mm, that's right the k manga the korean manga i mean the Kodansha. korean manga <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh we should probably also say uh we are friends with a number of the people who run this that is not making us say more positive things about their manga like the most that is going to get you out of me is just me being uh politer if i tell you something sucks mm. yeah uh well i would definitely be more polite if i'm telling him to their face i will not be as polite on this podcast um Corey's coming in for the hot takes for once yeah, which I'm sure they know. I, I don't know any of them personally. I've like hung out with uh, at least one of them a couple of times. I shared a hotel room with Evan Minto once. <laughs> okay. It was one of the years you guys didn't go to Otakon. Oh, one of those years. Uh, all right, but yeah. Um, April, take it away. Um, so the first manga that we took a look at this week is Hikaru in the Light by Mai Matsuda. And this is um, an idol manga. It is about a young girl named Hikaru and she likes to sing. So she, I can't remember if she works. So her family has a bathhouse. And when she's at the bathhouse, I can't remember if she works there. I think she does. Yes. Um, yeah, I think she like works there after school, basically. Yeah, yep. she works after school in the bathhouse and she like likes to sing. The, I guess the acoustics in the bathhouse are good. She can hear really well and she just loves to sing. She just sings with the bathhouse. She's kind of popular among the, and they've been like encouraging her to sing, but she has, um, a friend, Ron, who is a 
a former a former idol. She'd formerly been in in a um, idol group, a pop idol group, and she encourages Hikaru to try out for like this um this idol survival camp just because she likes to sing and to see if she could make it further than like um the bathhouse really um and hikaru tries out and decides to go for it um and sort of see how things turn out um this is a pretty short manga it's not super long it's about 27 chapters um or about four volumes yeah about four volumes um there were four volumes in japan yeah that's what i meant by about four volumes (laughs) oh okay it's exactly Um, four volumes which is why i got confused but um i i was so idol manga like it's kind of hit or miss for me i usually really like it so i wasn't really sure what i was going to think going but i really enjoyed it and i know it might sound kind of weird but i think i enjoyed it because it was only four volumes like i thought it was going to be something that, like went on forever like chapter after chapter where they're like competing and oh what's going to happen is she going to win or lose and now it's round seven and there's four people left it's not it's not really that long she really is like a nice hikaru is really a nice cute relatable character and i enjoyed like seeing her journey um through this like idol camp in four chapters like i um i read the majority of it today and it was like an enjoyable way to spend the day i thought it was really nice there are there are several different i don't remember how many there are total they start with quite a few and then obviously they get cut down as the series goes along. but uh he carl he carl sort of has to learn um how how to be an idol so she sings in the bathhouse but that doesn't really mean that she has the the skill to necessarily become an idol and she's put up against all these other girls and kind of has to see where her skills lie where she needs to grow and what her relationship with her best friend looks like as they ultimately like compete against each other um so what did the two Uh, i just want to say that um at the azuki panel at anime nyc they described it as it's love live meets blue lock (laughs) <laughs> and um, they're not wrong, although yeah. it is definitely less cutthroat than Blue Lock or basically any other, like, survival of the fittest competition you can think of. <laughs> but yeah, I've read all four volumes, and I think it's really nice. It's also one of those manga where I genuinely wouldn't feel concerned about giving it to a middle schooler, since I feel like there's a bunch of stuff where you're like, oh, this could be good for middle school. Oh, yeah, but I forgot about, like, copious amounts of violence or something like that. I felt like this one was PG, but without being boring. I, I feel like this one is a nice, basically all-ages pick if folks are in the, on the lookout for more titles like that. I like this. I like this a lot. Um, and I like, I like idle things, uh, generally. Um, I, I like idols, generally. Yeah. Idols are a sport. This one is definitely a sports manga. Um, in, in the same way that, like, Love Life is a sports anime. Um, but yeah, this... I... Uh, I just liked how how the characters um, like you you run into a, a lot of characters. There's like thirty thousands of people that initially applied, and then there's like a thousand or something that went through the second stage. I don't know. It, it felt like a lot, and we end up with a core cast of like ten or so characters that we kind of get to know, and not all of them make it through. Uh, spoilers, but. Um, it's kind of the way that they go about that and the way that they go about creating uh, relationships with these characters that that I end up liking. Like, I don't remember any of their names because there is a sparsely populated Wikipedia article and I read this about a week and a half ago. Um, At some point, we might need to actually just start taking notes on what we read, but that sounds like way too much effort for um, a fun project. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, My compatriots 
Chris and Chris act uh, the Tycoon movies. But I guess it's going to be much better notes than I do. Uh, which is like, good for them. Um, when, when I'm back in charge, I, I strive to take back our notes. But until then, it's chaos from me. Uh, and we'll continue to be on this podcast. But yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I thought that was really good. Uh, and the, like the, uh, the main conceit of like Hikaru, uh, whose name I remember because her name is on, on the cover, um, being this uh, belting singer who does not really know dance. Like, you need to dance to be an idol. That's uh, fairly obvious, but she's learning that on the fly. She is able to project her voice um, because she is so used to singing at the bathhouse. So she has to actually learn to, to turn down the voice rather than to turn up the voice. Um, but the one thing that, like, I I would... I really like this as a manga. I think I would love this as an anime because I'm just missing the songs. Uh, and like we talked about this before with something like Blue Giant. I was about to say both of the wrong ones, but uh, Blue Giant, where it's like the saxophone uh, manga, the dude plays saxophone, and Helen, you were like, well, I didn't like this much because they, you didn't hear the saxophone music. Well, like I didn't hear the idol music. I wanted to hear the idol music. Okay, Actually, my problem with Blue Giant was that I seemed to recall there was a lack of sound effects even. It's also true. <laughs> Um, but like I, I can look up the saxophone music much easier than I can look up idol music that does not exist unless they make an anime out of it. Corey's just playing like sexy saxophone music in the background while he's reading Blue Giant. Yeah. <laughs> One of those like, what's the? That's what I do while reading Blue Giant. Um, but no, I did look up one of the idol songs. Uh, I was wondering if they were real songs or not. Were they? At least one of them was because I found it, but I don't know if all of them are. Yes, and for most of the series, it's the girls competing to get spots in this new group, so they haven't actually written songs for the new group yet. So that's why I was wondering if some of them were real or not. They could make a a whole idol group out of this. Make another love life. I mean, love life keeps making another love life, so... (laughs) Um, They have to compete with love life in an actual love life. But yeah, I thought this was a really cute little story. Um, it's only four volumes, so it's not going to take too long to finish. Yeah, and the characters it, are also fun. Yeah, it's a They're all a little bit goofy and silly. They range, I think, like early middle school to, uh, I think the oldest is about 20. So just, yep. th- th- there's a nice variety to characters. And yeah, not all of them will get an equal time in the spotlight because there are so many of them. But I felt like overall, it was a nicely balanced series. The oldest might be 23 even, which I was kind of surprised. Good for her. Man, that would be so weird if you're joining up with an idol group and you're 23 and there's like a 13-year-old also in your group. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sure you could work together, but that would just be a very weird feel in some ways. Yeah. You can get used to it eventually. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think this. I definitely think this was a good series to have available digitally. Like, I I don't know. I don't... I like the series, but I don't know if I would have picked it up if I, if I saw it in the store. But it's like a perfect series to kind of like breeze through online i think maybe i would have skipped it in favor of something else like at the store if i saw it there but like i said this was a good way uh to pass the day um i would recommend it's a great yeah. series to yeah. start off on the platform i don't know if i would buy this one uh physically um i mean i don't even know if i would um buy it physically now that i have read it too i definitely wouldn't buy it physically um blindly because it doesn't have the music coming out of the, the book into my face. But, um, so what we need to do is we need to get like some of those like little um, greeting cards, musical greeting cards, and like exactly. program them with a song so that Corey can just hear the music when he opens up the book. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what I want. I want him to play the idle music while I open to the page. 
We've got to wait for the technology to catch. Yeah. Honestly, I think all you would need to do is just like have a bit of coding skills and just some glue. I I think you could actually pull that off pretty easily. (laughs) I'm not going to buy a a Raspberry Pi for a gimmick. (laughs) I mean, they're apparent. I think they're pretty cheap, but they might also be kind of hard to find these days since now everybody's using them for projects. Mm, Yeah. The chip shortage, too. Well, well, we we blame that one on the crypto miners. Mm, Yeah. Fuck them. But that is Hikaru in the Light, and we will be back with more manga. Welcome back, folks. And for our second title, we are doing an ongoing series on Azuki, uh, My Dear Detective, Mitsuko's Case Files. And that is by Natsumi Ito. Uh, it is um, probably one of my favorite things that I've read on Azuki so far. And I've read a lot, if not all, of their original titles. Original being not sub-licensed from another company, but something they license themselves. Uh, this is set in the early 1930s, and Mitsuko is, um, as the story proclaims, the first female detective in Tokyo. I do not know if there were female detectives in Tokyo in 1930s, so just accept this as a piece of historical fiction. And um, uh, Mitsuko likes working as a detective, uh, even if, you know, sometimes the initial assumptions or her initial understanding of the case is not quite correct. She's definitely interested in finding out the truth and, you know, correcting any misconceptions she has. And um, her... Uh, the sidekick that she gains in the first chapter is um, Saku, who is, um, he's got a lot of little odd jobs. Like he's, he, he has experience as a taxi driver. Uh, he mostly works in a cafe, but he comes from a more privileged background and is kind of struggling against, you know, familial expectations of what he should do with his life and finds Mitsuko really charming. And he is just totally fine with being her assistant. Like he, there's... Uh, He's not interested in, like, usurping her power or anything like that. He is just very happy to be, you know, having fun of her. And she's she finds him a little frivolous at first, but he grows on her, and the two of them have a very nice rapport as they're going on. And I found that was how a lot of the stories in this play out. It's a mystery, so it is fairly episodic. But a lot of the stories seem kind of surface level at first, but then have um, deeper implications, but just more nuance to them than you'd expect. Like, there was one with... Um, some red fingernail polish, which I remember went a little deeper. And the first story, in fact, um, has unexpected queer characters in there. And I was like, oh, oh so that's how we're doing this. Oh, okay, cool. You know, I, I love it when a series is queerer than I expect. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen too often in manga, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty out about their queerness in manga, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is, um, in my opinion, a very charming series. I like the art. Um, also, at the Anime NYC panel, the Azuki staff were saying that the translator for the series really enjoys going above and beyond doing all the background research um, for the little um, translator notes they include in there. Um, they, they said that they didn't ask them to do it. Um, they are paying them for, for all the work they do. But the, um, the translator is just really enjoying finding like, oh, yeah, this is actually a reference to like a real world literary magazine from the 1920s, you know. And even to this day, it's still remembered because it's referenced in the names of some awards and stuff like that. And um, I don't know, I, I just appreciate, you know, a fellow nerd working on stuff like this. Let's see, I'm current with it. So I've read through chapter 21, which is the last one on the site. 
And I believe it is a true simul pub now. I believe we've caught up with Japan. How far did you guys get in it? I am three chapters behind. I was going to read the uh, start at Tokyo Station last night, and it was like 11.30, so I didn't. Um, but I want to go. Uh, I did like this one a lot, yeah, too. Oh, I was just going to say that the It Started at Tokyo Station one is actually a two-parter about how Mitsuko became a detective. So I will leave that um, for you uh-huh. to find out in the future. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I like this one a lot, too. Um, one of the biggest complaints about generally detective stories is that it doesn't really hint at enough for you to be able to figure it out yourself. Uh, that's why, like, Glass Onion was good and fun, and um, uh, uh, Knives Out was good and fun. <laughs> Uh, those ones. You're a fan of um, fair play mysteries, then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those ones are good. The uh, I do like the mysteries where like you can't figure out yourself, like no matter what you do. Um, just because I find them generally intriguing, but like the character work has to be pretty strong in that. Um, but I I was reading through this one and I flipped back to the the first page on the Santa one, and I was like, wait a minute, these are the these are the two characters that they that (laughs) they're interacting with. 15 page later. Um, I thought that was neat. I uh, just like it. Shadowing. Yeah. yeah. And like, um, I don't know how you all are with reading manga, but like, I read it pretty fast compared to the books because like, it's just very easy to breeze through and not really take the time to, to read carefully, look at the scenery, things like that. So when I saw them and then I saw like the matchbook specifically, I was like, wait a minute. I, I flipped back. That's the, the downside of the actual manga, I suppose. Like, it's much harder to flip back to the beginning. But, um, yeah, I like these. You can't just like stick like ten dozen different bookmarks in it, which is how I read on physical manga. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like these. I like the interaction between the two characters, Mixco and Saku, where we're cute together. Uh, Mixco's the what, what is she like early thirties or something like that, and Saku seems to be early twenties. Um, I think she's twenty six. Twenty six. Um, yeah. Since like yeah, the one um, like I said. Some of the latest chapters are how she got started as being a detective. And I think it says like six years earlier when she's 20. So I think she's 26. Gotcha. Okay. Um, he is younger is, is the general point that I was getting at. Um, I like their interactions. Uh, he's kind of the uh, pegged as the lackey a lot of the time, but like he does a lot of work uh, himself. So He's also uh, very happy being the lackey, just to be clear. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, voluntary lackey. It's his job. So April, what about you? Um, this one didn't really grab me until I think it's the three. So I got like 13 chapters and I really meant to finish it and just didn't didn't plan my time for it. Um, but uh, it didn't really grab me until we learned more about the character. So there's the three part where you learn about a little bit more about Saku's relationship with his brother. But before then, like the stories were interesting, but I never really felt compelled to like read the next one. It's when we started to learn about him that I was like, okay, now I like actually care about these girls. And I can't remember where that starts. That's still pretty like early in the series, that three part where you find out about his brother and his family situation and all that. But it, it did take a little bit to grab me. I, I love the art, like, and I'm always happy to see, like, I guess adult characters like i appreciate the setting and the art but it it took a little bit i think i think i would finish i think i would finish what's available just to see just to see what's out there i'd like to see i'd like to learn more about the character so i'm glad to know that you that you that there's a set of chapters about mitsuki as well see more about her so i was a little on the fence about this one but i think i would keep uh four part uh actually it's chapters nine through twelve okay yeah yeah and i think that really tracks with what Corey was saying about how for mysteries, especially since we're not there, we can't exactly solve the mystery by ourselves. So it really hinges on how much you enjoy 
watching the characters solve the mysteries and their mm-hmm. interactions together. I think, I mean, characters are obviously important in any kind of story, but I feel like in some genres they are more important. And I think mysteries are one of them where it's more important that you like um, either love or love to hate the characters and knives out for stuff like that. <laughs> I felt like knives out was really good at making the characters like ones you loved, love to hate and just wanted to see like their comeuppance. Yep. Yep. Uh, when you tell you, when they tell you exactly who the characters are based on mask policy uh, <laughs> in like three minutes, it's just really good. I still need to re I still need to watch the second movie, but I, I've seen like screenshots from that scene. So yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You have any favorite uh, mysteries? Me? Yeah. Uh, either of you. I like the Santa one too. I think that's a good example of one that was a little bit more than you thought it was. That's the first one. I'd be like, huh, maybe this isn't just a generic like mystery. Uh, I liked the lady on the stage two-parter, especially since, like, halfway through, I was going, is this kind of gay? And then by the end, I'm like, ah, yes, I was right. <laughs> and uh, that was I, the, I did also know, like, right? Yeah, I did also like the His Brother's Keeper four-part um, with more of um, Saku's backstory, especially since that one, it wasn't perfectly neat. You know, it was a little messy because that's sometimes how life and families are. But it wasn't necessarily bad that it was messy. It was just required a bit more communication between people. <laughs> I liked the... Uh delivery dreamer uh the one about the the postal service deliverer guy oh that uh, was good yeah that, yeah, that one yeah. had a sweet ending yeah i thought that was really cute and really fun uh and like the adventure like some of them the the stakes are a little higher where uh well one of them you're they're like literally on a set of train tracks and are about to get run over before they get off of them um, yeah, that arc i did not like as much that one didn't sell me so well yeah yeah, and I, I was like literally just reading about how um, fiction very often puts adoptees in a place where it's like, I am adopted, so I am sad and tragic. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it doesn't always need to be that way. Like, I like demonstratively with Saku, it's not really that way. Uh, he is very welcomed and accepted into his family, despite uh, his brother being his stepbrother. Well, spoilers, apologies, but his brother being his stepbrother and his father being his stepfather, but. Um, it's it's fine. You don't need a you don't need to be sad. I mean, you can be sad. That's also fine. But like, you don't need to be sad and tragic. You're also allowed just to be a silly little guy sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So look at the stars. It's okay. Um, what else was I saying? Oh, I like uh, I like also that they have pretty extensive um translation notes and like tran. No, I just mean translator notes. Um, where it just explains the background of, like, the postal service in Japan when it was sold to be privatized, but the state still owns a majority stake in it, or a large minority stake, I forget what it is. Um, they have a book, uh, or a, a note in here about Kashi Honya, which was, uh, privately owned stores that ranked books for free. Uh, Japanese libraries were only mandated to be free in the 1950s and found wider use in the 1960s. So that was very cool. Um, so I, I really appreciate the, the translator notes in here. And that's, that feels like an extra mile that they definitely don't need to go, but um, it's just cool that they do. Yeah, like I said, that translator is going whole hog on it. And it, it wasn't like, you know, a specific request, request from Azuki, but they were like, well, we are definitely paying them for doing this. Uh, we're just glad they also enjoy it. Yes, my translator's name is uh, Samuel R. Mesner. I apologize if I said your name wrong, but... Yeah, I do think it's a little funny that this series is set um, 
uh, early Showa era, so it still looks a little bit Taisho um, in terms of like fashion and such. And there's another mystery series um, that came out almost at the exact same time that's also set like late Taisho, early Showa era, also about a male-female detective pair. Um, it's Usutoki Rhetoric, which I really like. That one has a slight supernatural element to it, but I just think it's very funny. It's like, ah, yes, the manga market. It is catering to me specifically right now. <laughs> Yeah, I'd forgotten right. about those translation notes. And I, I, I really appreciated those. It just helps you get more into the setting. And I actually feel like I learned a lot. They weren't sort of like, not that very mm-hmm. many translation notes are, but they weren't like, they weren't skippable. You know, they they really added a lot to this. It reminded me uh, in detail, at the very least, of the notes in the Jesus and Buddha manga. Oh. Heavenly, um, no. Great young men. Yep, exact. Sing young man, thank you. He was also thinking like heavenly young men going wait. No. <laughs> I was about to go heavenly delusion, but I knew that was wrong. Um, yeah, sing young men, there's a lot of detail on those about the background of Buddhism and Buddhism, Buddhism and Christianity that uh, like I appreciate in this one. You know, it's, uh, it gives you details where it doesn't need to, like I said, and like a lot of the translation notes are just kind of as you read manga for however long we've been reading it, um, more than 20 years. For me, which is like, I don't think even as long as either of you, but um, I think about fifteen over here. <laughs> um, but uh, it's uh, it is good. Oh, the when you, when you read some of the other translation notes, just like, well, I already know all these things because I read the translation note for that eight years ago. Um, but these ones are cool. Yeah, I feel like at this point, all three of us have read enough manga and seen enough anime that things like this is what a school festival is like, you know, we're like, yeah, yeah, I know. But here it's like, all right, I track down like the exact volume that they're referring to uh, for like um, fashionable dressmaking that was widely used by Japanese housewives in these years. (laughs) That was an amazing Like, oh, hell yeah, this is what I'm here for. (laughs) Yeah. And the translator actually found like there's a, a chapter with a bunch of old ags from the 30s. Where, where the manga when the manga is set and they found the real eggs from from that real time and it's like here's the pictures of the real eggs here's what they looked at the manga and i'm like wow that's amazing yeah research is its own legitimate skill yeah. most people <laughs> most people usually don't need to go like so deep to f- discover that oh yeah this is an actual skill um but uh this is one of those cases i can point to and be like yes this is why some people are better at this than others <laughs> this <laughs> takes like actual practice yeah yeah, sounds like we've got uh, two recommendations here from Azuki if people are in the mood for idols and or mystery. Yep. Uh, so far, we have not had any overlap, but we will be sure to let you know if there suddenly is any overlap. And uh, my dear detective. Yeah, two out of three on the one CIA. Spoilers. <laughs> and now, uh, unless you guys have any other final thoughts. Nope. Uh, and then we're going to go to uh, why Corey's not allowed to pick one shot. <laughs> <laughs> Right, our final manga here is uh, Spear by... It does not even say on here. Oh, here it is. Shiharu Shinagawa, uh, published by Sozo Comics. There is one chapter of this. Uh, it's about uh, Uzaki, who is uh, a dude who just wants uh, wants a girl, it seems like. And to do that, he gets into spear fishing, which she is also into, and her brother is into. Uh, and at first, not that we know it's her brother until yes. the very end. Like I suspected from the character designs, but yeah, at first he was competing with the brother because you can know that he, she he was her brother. Um, yeah, but then they reveal at the Yangs, oh, we're actually siblings, we're twins. Um, 
It was not great. Uh, like the the cover of it seemed like it might be a little better. The drawing of the the cover is much better than the the actual manga. It turned out to just kind of be a, a pervy uh, chase story where he just does some athletic things somehow, and then it ends as if it will continue, but it does not continue. It's it. This is it. One chapter, forty two pages. It was not great. In case you guys are wondering, Corey was looking at what Azuki had and was like, they have a sports manga here. We're doing that one, too. And it's like, OK. Yeah, they have a tag for sports. So I'm like, oh, one chapter. Let's just read read this one. We'll see how it goes. Uh, surely one chapter cannot be that bad. And as it turns out, there's a reason it's a one shot. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple more uh, sports one shot, not one shots, but sports manga on here. that I'd like to check out Blix, Beers Could Be a Chess Manga. Albacoon's Confessions. I don't know why this one is a sports manga, but it's it's listed as one. It looks more like a shoujo manga. And then Karagi Heat, which I imagine is about Karagi. Uh, Are you saying that there can't be shoujo sports manga? Gory. There can be, but like, look at the cover of it. Nothing about this says sports. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what do you think? Also bad? Thumbs down? Two thumbs down? The pacing was kind of weird. Like, I kept having to like reread pages being like, did I miss a panel or something? <laughs> Like, I just I didn't really know what to think at the end. I'm like, okay, he likes that girl, and he caught a fish, and it's over. Yeah, he got your fish. He didn't catch just any fish, April. He found one that you have to go down ridiculously far for, and everyone's like, how can he already do this? He can swim 200 meters without taking a single breath. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know why he's good at that either. Like, it never tells you why he's just generally athletic. Um, I think it briefly says... Um, he is just athletic. He's good at PE, but like that's it. And that seems unrealistic. There are yeah, a lot not... of good at PE, and I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they say that he's not even taking a sport or anything. Like, uh, I think they did once do like some sort of genetic analysis on Michael Phelps and found that like he actually, I think, processes oxygen a bit more efficiently or something along mm. those lines where he actually has like a biological advantage. And that's partially what helped him in all of his awards. Um, also, he was taking steroids. Like, my, my stepdad did a lot of sports in college, and so he was able to look the um, swimmers' backs, and it was like, ah, all that acne breaking out there, that's someone on steroids. So mm. so maybe that's what w- would have been going on with him if the story had continued, but um, you know how we've talked before how sometimes a manga feels like, I just discovered this new thing, and I'm going to make it the plot of my story? <laughs> that's kind of what we felt <laughs> like. This is really good. <laughs> and you all said he made her? I think 20 meters, but they were saying like, oh, this is a fish that only lives between 60 and 100 meters. <laughs> okay, because the, the American in me was like, how how much 200 meters? And this is 656 feet? <laughs> that seems no. really far. Or you must have mis- misremembered that because, yeah, a meter is about a yard. So that's like three feet. So, yeah, no, so it should be like 60 feet. Okay, okay, okay. Because I was like, that is an ungodly, there's no way. <laughs> it's really not realistic. Okay. <laughs> yeah, quick. Yeah, the mental conversion I usually do is a meter is three feet. So that would have been 60 feet. Gotcha. So I don't know wherever you were looking got like that extra like power of 10. <laughs> okay. I'm like that. There's no way. <laughs> I mean, it would have made it a hell of a dive. Like that, that, right? That's probably anything else. I mean, it was it was interesting. I didn't necessarily think like that was bad. I was just kind of like, okay, well, it was a story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Saying it was a story kind of gives the like writing a little too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't hate uh, it, but I'm gonna uh, probably totally forget that I even read this in like two months. I will remember I read it 
but I won't remember anything about it. <laughs> how could you not? I mean, how could I mean, you Quinn doesn't even remember, remember things about the ones he does like. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I've done I've done enough yearly podcasts with you on anime to know this. Mm-hmm. Especially the ones that come out at the beginning of the year. It's like <laughs> completely gone. We're gonna talk about Sirene in a couple of weeks, and that's gonna be gone too. All right. I, I think we could say we don't recommend this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's two out of three. Two out of three on the manga here. They, 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 they very rarely get manga out of us. And there may be people that go check it out just to see, just because we... Yep. yep. We tried uh, to give them a little bit of service, and uh, it backfired on us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right, so that's six. Uh, as we said, Azuki, two-week trial, uh, $5 a month. Uh, I would say uh, well worth it for at least a month. Just uh, taste test a bunch of stuff. Uh, just like Jump. Like... That's three bucks a month, and that's well worth it to literally read most of Viz's Shonen Jump catalog. Um, same thing here. Digital manga is cool. Digital subscriptions are cool. Uh, more more places should do that and not call it K-manga because that that's Korean manga, not Kodansha manga. Uh, Seriously, when I was reading the press release for uh, for that announcement, I was like, this sounds so much like Kodansha Japan is coming up with an idea. <laughs> Kodansha USA is not involved in these ideas. Yeah, or at least the naming of the ideas. Yeah, and then somebody broke embargo and posted about it a week early. Mm, yeah, and everyone who got the press release was looking at them on Twitter being like, screen, like, what was it? It was like, screen rant, y'all fucked up. Sai guy, sai guy, sai guy. What's the side <laughs> going on? Uh, Alright, so, where can we find everybody on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ren. I don't have anything um, witty to say today but i'm still I'm still there and we still talk about manga uh while twitter lasts you can find me over there at wandering dreamer and you can find the other place that i do reviews podcasts etc over at the oasg.com i've definitely got reviews of the first volume of my dear detective and uh, hikaru and the light over there i need to do a review of the other three volumes of hikaru and the light and that is very close to the top of my list <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Taikumenko. It's T A I I K U N E N Z O. You can find this podcast on Twitter at Mongoing Your Ears. You can find all the episodes over at TaikuPodcast.com. It's Mug Like My Handle, but without, I mean, with podcast. Um, what else can I say? I have a link tree on my profile if you, if you want to find me anywhere else. Um, but that's it. Hang up episode. Hang up manga. See you next Bye, time. Everybody. Bye, everybody.